This program on AM 1170, The Answer, is sponsored by Allied Media Group. Welcome to the Andrea K Show. She's blonde, five foot two, and one hundred seven pounds of dynamite in a dress. Here she is, Andrea K. Good evening and welcome to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me and on this holiday. Not sure how many of you out there got to take the day off from work. Hopefully you did. Hey, any day where you get a chance to like play a little hooky, I say that's a good thing. And especially if it's a day in which we honor somebody who did so much good for America. And actually, I absolutely um, think that Martin Luther King was a, a tremendous hero for America. So glad to have you here with me. Also thrilled to share this time today and tonight with Dijon, who is hacking his lungs up. Are you okay over there, baby? currently dying. (laughs) Hey, as long as you say, wait for about an hour from now, and then I'm happy to give you an extra bump in your eulogy. All right. Hey, again, I'm always thrilled to share this time with you. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K Show. I'm also on Instagram, by the way. Sometimes I forget to mention Insta. I'm also there. I'm on Facebook. Please don't forget to like my fan page. I hate to even call it that. But yeah, that's what it is. And also... You don't need an Instagram. I don't need an Instagram? You don't need any filters to look pretty, Andrea. Oh, you're so sweet. He really wants a good mention in, in the eulogy later. And I also have a website, andreakshow.com. That's Diani giggling in the background. So today is Martin Luther King, his uh, Martin Luther King's birthday, and today is MLK Day. Lots of celebrations and things happening uh, throughout uh, the day today and this evening around the world today in, in honor of him. And it's actually kind of an interesting coincidence that that happens today happens to be the holiday for MLK because I was thinking about values as I was coming into tonight's show and I was actually going to talk about American values which and when, to me when you think about the famous speech that he gave the I have a dream speech wasn't it really about values when he said to pare it all down to the bottom line what was it he said he said I have a dream that one day this nation will rise up rise up and live out the true meaning of its creed. That's from memory. If I got a few words wrong, you know, please forgive me. But to me, that's really what it was about. And what was that creed? That we would all be judged and that we were all equal and that we we would be judged equally. Therefore, there would be no preferential treatment of one person over another. Pretty simple concept. And that's the value of what America is supposed to be about. And I'm not seeing a whole lot of America's values Certainly not in last night's Democrat debate, as um, Bernie Sanders went on to say that he pledged to continue Martin Luther King's vision to transform this country. Really? See, you know, maybe I need to reread the speech because I'm not hearing that his dream was to transform America into a communist Marxist country with a centralized government controlling every aspect of our lives, telling us what to eat, when to eat, what we should do for a living, where we should work, how much we should get paid. Kind of sounds like that's a little bit of what was going on in the Deep South in places like uh, Maidwood Plantation back in the day, in which the master was kind of telling people what to eat, deciding their health care for them, telling them when they could work and when they wouldn't work, and just basically making life's decisions for them. That's not really what I'm hearing in that speech. So no, I don't think that that was his dream. But prior to the Democrat debate tonight and prior to Martin Luther King's birthday and, and holiday today, I was still I was thinking about values because we had a Republican debate last week in which 
and we still have a dust up from it in which Ted Cruz, he had been on the campaign trail and in the course of, of, I don't know if this was at a fundraising event or at a campaign speech he gave, but he basically was asked in the Democrat in the Republican debate about a comment he had made about Donald Trump and Donald Trump possessing New York values. And so he was asked about this and he doubled down on it. He said, you know, to Maria Bartiromo, he said, if you don't know what I'm talking about, then yeah, maybe you are a New Yorker. And he said it kind of snarkily and basically went on to say that New Yorkers, in particular New York City, have a different set of values than the rest of the country. And um, I thought at the time, really dumb move on the part of Cruz. He was caught basically, it was his 47% moment when Romney got caught saying something on the campaign trail. Romney didn't handle it really well. He should have found a way to you know, cover that remark and, and sell it, turn it around, use it to his advantage and sell it. And you know, Cruz had an opportunity to do that. He didn't. Trump came back with him and talking about 9-11 and it ended up being a really incredibly good moment for Trump and that it, it was a very heartfelt moment for him. He gave a beautiful image of New York City after 9-11. And on first blush, I thought, wow, great comeback, Trump. And then I got to thinking about it. Something about it was kind of a pebble in my shoe at the time he said it. And it really didn't dawn on me. I kind of marinated on it. And it finally occurred to me the next day why it bothered me so bad what Trump's response was. And the reason why it bothered me what Trump's response was, was because it almost in many ways kind of supported Cruz's assertion about New York values. Because what Trump really did was he made 9-11 all about New York City. 9-11 9-11 was an American tragedy. That's something that happened to all of us. And oh, by the way, ground zero, which I consider to be hallowed ground, where so many Americans lost their lives and so many Americans from all over the country went there and participated in the cleanup. We had Americans who truly showed the greatest of American spirit in a plane over Pennsylvania who sacrificed their lives because they knew if they didn't, other buildings might be coming down like the White House or the the halls of Congress. That happened in Pennsylvania, not in New York City. We also had incredible acts of heroism and true American spirit and true American values take place at the Pentagon after other Americans lost their lives in a plane that was, that was flown into the Pentagon. So 9-11 was an American tragedy. So I kind of took issue with Donald Trump displaying what many people could say would be the impression that we have of liberal elitist in New York City when he goes on to say only New York City could have done what they did after 9-11. He was referring to the cleanup and the reconstruction and do it with heart. I beg to differ with you, Mr. Trump. There is greatness all over this country. We have had seven years of divisiveness. We have had seven years. Actually, the divisiveness with the left began longer than that, but it has been doubled down. It has been a key strategy on the part of the left to divide us over every way that they could. Gender, race, age, sex, you name it. And instead of the Republican Party being focused, I actually said before the Republican debate, we've got an opportunity as a Republican Party to talk about the definition of freedom, what it means to be an American, to restore us back to American greatness, lead the restoration to American greatness. And what did the Republican Party do? The two top contenders, both of them engaged in divisiveness. Both of them did. In fact, they gave a new opportunity to the left to talk about divisiveness, and that is geography here in America. That's one that even the left hasn't even been participating in. No, Mr. Trump, there there are plenty of Americans with a heck of a lot of heart that know how to swing a hammer around the country. 
I went down to the New Orleans and the Gulf, and the Gulf Coast area post Katrina and could not wrap my head around the expansiveness of the devastation from all over southern Louisiana up through New Orleans. The entire area had been completely wiped out over across to Slidell by way of Bay St. Louis, Waveland and Biloxi. The entire area completely wiped out. And that was, in terms of geographical cleanup and, and reconstruction, far greater than what happened after 9-11. And primarily that was done by good Southern Christian people who truly have the American spirit. But also, people from all around the world and all around the country came to that area. So I'm really hoping that we are, as a Republican Party, going to stop feeding this game of identity politics, stop dividing. Let's talk about American values. Because you know what? I got to thinking about what are American values? Hard work. Yeah, there was a lot of hard work that's happened from the beginning of this country through the restoration of America after 9-11 and after Katrina and all the other devastations that this country has faced. Self-reliance. We're a nation of self-reliance individualism, individual freedoms, individual liberties. The core of American spirit is stay out of my way, government. Give me an opportunity to just, just give me opportunity. That's what Martin Luther King's dream was supposed to be about. was supposed to be about individuals being judged just on the content of the character and nothing else and being given, you know, equality and equal shot. That's what our our, our country is about. Not about equal outcomes, but about equal opportunity. Individual freedoms, Christian Judeo principles, kind of funny in some ways uh, to hear, not funny, but, you know, I'm not sure if it was a success or not to hear Trump this morning pandering, and and many, many people say, to the crowd at Liberty University, but Christian Judeo principles, um, of which liberty, individual liberty, not putting faith in a centralized government, but individual liberty is at the core of that. Understanding that, like our founders, Christians and Americans traditionally understood that our rights come from God, not from man. Because as soon as you're willing to believe that they come from man, you're willing to give up your freedoms and your liberty to man. Innovation and entrepreneurship, which is under attack and has been for a long time. Some of the greatest inventions. I just, I, I decided to think about the greatness of America. In, in terms, you know, last night we had the Democrat debate and one of the things Bernie Sanders said was, you know, the wealthiest country in the world and we don't have da, 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 da. Well, we're the wealthiest country in the world for a reason. Why are the Democrats trying to transform it and destroy it? Well, for power. But let's look at the, I, I, I decided to look at some of the history of America to be reminded of its greatness, which really displays the American spirit. Flight, the Wright brothers, they invented flight. And it was not in New York City. It wasn't even in my hometown. It was in Ohio. It was in the flyover states that so many of the elitist in both parties uh, like to refer to as the flyover states in Ohio. The entertainment industry, that was created out here in California, not in New York. The cotton gin, Eli Whitney, I think that was invented in Georgia, if I'm correct. The light bulb, Thomas Edison, um, that was in Kentucky. And of course, as we're only a couple weeks away, from Mardi Gras, I got to give a shout out down to Nola for the invention of the king cake. This is the greatest country in the world. It still is. We are at a tipping point. This is an incredibly, incredibly important election. I'm not going to say it's the most important election of our time. That might have been actually 2008 when we had a divider 
who ran pretending to be a uniter. Last night, Hillary Clinton said she thought she could bring the country together. Really? Right before she proceeded to talk about white terrorism and try to tell black people that white America hates them. We do need a divider. And we need a Republican who's going to lead the uniting of this country and do it around American values. Because whether you live in New York City or whether you live in New Orleans or Kentucky or out here in California, we still have an American culture. It's under attack. But our our founders wanted us to immigrate and, and assimilate into an American culture that's steeped in American values. We still share that. And I'm thrilled that you all are sharing this time with me tonight. Now, don't change the dial because sharing the show with me coming up is none other than Michael Wilson, who's probably going to be disagreeing with me on everything I said. Don't change that dial. Be sure to follow Andrea Kay on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's best local pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. You're listening to the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Ain't no sunshine when she's gone. It's not a warm when she's away. Mm. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Mm, mm, mm. That's got to be in my top five favorite songs of all time. Some serious soul going on there. Hey, welcome back to the Andrea K Show. Glad to have you all here with me today. Today is a national holiday in honor of Martin Luther King, which today is also his birthday, by the way. And I am pleased to have with me, before the break, we were talking about American values, which I think are in line with Mr. King's uh, I Have a Dream speech. I'm thrilled to have, coming back from the break, a first-time guest on the Andrea Kay Show, uh, Michael Wilson, who's a political and legal analyst. He was Obama campaign organizer for Black Hollywood and Kamala Harris support team. And you've probably seen him because he's been on a lot of different media outlets. He's been on CNN. He's been on Dr. Drew's show. So I know you know who he is. And welcome to the show, Michael Wilson. Thank you. Great to be here, Andrea. Um, You doing anything special today on the holiday? Uh yeah, just, you know what, I'm in honor of Martin Luther King. I'm actually spending the day with my family. Oh, 
wonderful. Yes. I I love that. Um, Well, thank you for taking time on this holiday to come on to my show. I really do appreciate it. And um, the Democrat debate was last night. Now, I watched some of it. I have to confess, I didn't watch all of it, Michael. Um, I think I might be, I'm not sure how many people watched it at all. In spite of Debbie Wasserman Schultz saying it, you know, at high ratings, I think like 30 people watched watched it at all, Michael, let alone all of it. Um, I'm curious, though, I, I, I mean... Here we are today uh, honoring Martin Luther King, and I'm looking at that debate last night that was put on by the Congressional Black Caucus, Caucus, and I'm not seeing any diversity up there. Yeah, you know, (laughs) yeah, there's a major issue with that. Um, But more importantly, you know, we we were talking about the Democrats, um, because I'm I'm a Democrat, Andrea. I'm also, first and foremost, I'm an American. Yay, I love that, because I was talking about American values before the break. And that's what I believe right. that Martin Luther King was all about. He was about American values. Right. And I think this whole political season has given everyone a, a, a headache, whether you're on the left or whether you're on the right. Um, and quite frankly, you know, the debate, um, Bernie Sanders held his own. He's probably his best debate so far. Um, you know, yeah, he uh, came out swinging, well. right? He did. But, you know, it, it's... I like the fact that the, the Democrats, Andrea, stick to the issues as opposed to Trump, who, you know, basically he's a, you know, in, in, he's a demagogue who, you know, plays up to the reality world. Oh, hold, now, uh, well, hold, hold up, Michael. You're not you're not going to yeah. tell me there wasn't any demagoguing going on last night in the debate. Well, not to, well, not to the point of Trump, you know, because Trump is, is the one who, who who plays upon people's fears or people's popular desires. And, you know, well, I, I know you're conservative, Andrew, but to the point where I compare Trump and I like I like I've been a fan of Trump for a long time, mm-hmm. but I, I, not as a political leader. I mean, I, I equate him with someone um, to say, say Jim Jones, right? 1978, Joe's time, the largest mass murder ever in the, in the suicide in the U.S. I mean, what in the, the world does you, what in the world does that have to do with Trump? Because you know why? Jim Jones had the same type of leadership as Donald Trump. He was a demagogue. He, he, he was a great orator. And he led these people down the path. Are you and sure you're not talking about Obama? Because a, lot no. of the, uh, because a lot of people in, uh, who are conservatives are comparing Trump to Obama because they're saying, like Obama, he's saying a lot of stuff with, that sounds really good to a lot of people but doesn't have a lot of substance behind it. Not, not enough people. Ask President Obama when he was running in 2008 what he meant when he said he wanted to transform America. Unfortunately, what he did was he transformed us into an economically and militarily neutered country that's being taken advantage of by everybody in every regard we're now we uh, we over the weekend i guess he gave a hundred billion dollars to iran and for what for payment for services rendered after they left our humiliated our navy violated u.n uh treaties and regarding the nukes he's now given them a blueprint to make a nuke and and really a hundred billion dollars andrea andrea so okay so let's let's back up for a second here Mm -hmm. okay obama i agree with you obama ran an ideology and you know I, i don't think people want ideology anymore you know, the, the problem is, what's the option, though? Because we don't want continuity. We don't want, you know, say Although that's what Hillary ran on. Hillary well, was running exactly. on continuity last night. Right, exactly. And I disagree with that. And I think everyone wants to see a fresh face in Washington with someone who's, who's just not talking the talk, like, a, like an Obama, like a Trump, but someone who actually has a plan in, in place. And I'm going to tell you something. And I say I'm a Democrat, but I don't, I, at this point, 
I'm going to vote for the best person I see fit in November. Because my thing about Clinton, I'm also a whistleblower attorney, okay? So I have, mm-hmm. have covered over $560 million for the American taxpayer in terms of fraud. That's healthcare fraud, that's bank fraud, et cetera. And I'm going to tell you something. Hillary Clinton, what scares me about her is out of all the candidates so far, she's taken the most money mm-hmm. from, from Big Pharma. Oh, yeah. She's taken over 164000 from Big Pharma. And we all know she has ties to big banks. Okay, and in the way this world is going right now, the whole Iran thing, because of the implosion of the oil market, everyone's predicting Wall Street is going to have a rough year because the big banks are going to start to go down. I mean, they made these massive loans to the oil companies, mm-hmm. and a lot of these companies, American companies, are going bankrupt. In any case, so down. I mean, I know there's a little long, but the, the end of the light here. What's going to happen is, are these banks going to get all this money to be bailed out, or the oil companies going to get these, this money to be bailed out? And then you're going to have these executives who walk away with all this money, and the American middle class and lower class and even upper class, they're the ones who who foot the bill, and they're the ones who don't receive any benefit. Right, because, well, but you know, right. So you you've said a lot there, and I want to jump in because I agree with yeah. you. There's many people like me, and, and by the way, I am a conservative, but I don't advocate for for party or Paul. I advocate for ideas. And one of the reasons why I was incredibly critical of Bush was that I did not like the Wall Street bailout. I did not like the auto industry bailout. I don't like government. I don't like the too big to fail. But the solution is not increased government control through Dodd-Frank and through other regulations. So you're right in that we, we you know, what, what you're saying so far about Wall Street. But the problem that I have with Democrats is, is sometimes well-meaning ones like you can accurately identify a problem, but you still think the solution is big government. What what led to the housing bubble? It was government intrusion trying to trying to tell pander like Bernie Sanders did last night to poor people and middle class people that that a want is a right and that the fellow taxpayers, everybody has the right to own a home. Everybody has the right to free college. Everybody, you know, the government's going to promise the world and deliver Hoboken. And the reality is, is that's not what our country was founded on. We are the greatest country in the world, but because of a free market system, Michael, not one of government control, whether it's Bernie Bernie okay, Sanders so Andrew, or Hillary. Andrea, I can tell you now, again, I'm okay. I'm going to give you the facts here. I have recovered over $560 million in taxpayer fraud. Mm-hmm. And that fraud was because there was a lack of government oversight. So the companies could commit the fraud. It was easy. It's a cost of doing business. When you see companies like J&J and Pfizer paying billions of dollars in fines, but yet still also down the road a couple of years later getting fined again for almost the same type of conduct, that's because there's a lack of government regulations. Same with SEC, the same with the IRS. And that's why, you know, you speak of Dodd-Frank, that assists American taxpayers because there is oversight. There's whistleblower attorneys like myself who work with the Department of Justice, who work with the USA attorneys to help flesh out the fraud and help litigate and prosecute the fraud. Well, I, the fraud, so, fraud, fraud is just one aspect of it. And, and, right. I, and, I, and let, but I want to move on because I only have you here for for a certain amount of time Um, because Dodd-Frank is that's just one aspect uh, of the situation here the bottom line is the Democrat Party is the party if you look at Bernie Sanders who many people said won last night's debate I'm horrified by that Michael, because this is a man who literally wants to transform us into Cuba in terms of his Marxist vision is 90% taxation, complete government control. He's admitting that Obama's signature piece of legislation was a pile of crap and we still have 29 million people uninsured. And those of us who have insurance were probably the same people who had it before. 
We just lost our doctor and lost our insurance plan, even though, though Obama lied to us and said we wouldn't. And now our costs are doubled. What's the his solution? Is he wants complete 100% government c- control of the healthcare system. So you know the solution is is never the government. Right. You cannot. You're never going to. I would. I wish that there was more focus on the fraud going on in the government, and more and more focus on holding the elected officials accountable than than what people seem to be focused on with corporate America. And if that were true, Hillary Clinton wouldn't have been on that stage, or the FBI would have come across and arrested her. She. Ha- <laughs> I mean, you want to talk? Look at what she's done with the Clinton Foundation. Look at the email scandal. Anybody else just on that basis would have been would have been in prison. Right. And, 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 you know, and I partially agree with you, Andrea. You know, she also remember Clinton here. You know, she's also she was against vaccines before and then she flip flopped. Now right. she, she did a tweet that said, you know, the science is clear. The earth is round. Sky is blue. Vaccines work. Well, when you look at that. OK, well, now she's for vaccines. And then you look at it and, and say, OK, well, she's paid, been paid one hundred sixty four thousand dollars by drug companies. You know, is there some type of influence there? Is there some? Right. Is there going to be some type of influence because she's received all these huge speaking fees from the big banks? And so that's what—that's my position, and that's what worries me about a Clinton. Sanders, obviously, he's a little too revolutionary. Oh yeah, he even um, said so revolution last night. He even—he yeah. even used the words revolution. Right, and so the, you know that actually, Andrea, you know. That is very disconcerting to me in terms of the Democrats don't actually have, you know, someone that can really unite the party. And, you know, the I think the GOP does, but they unfortunately Trump is just, you know, he has a scorched earth tactics in terms of his politics and it's hurt the rest of the GOP frontrunner. Well, you know what, the, the thing is, is with, with Trump is, is that the majority of Americans, including Democrats and independents, gave the Republican Party the majority in 2014 because they were concerned about a couple of things. They hated Obamacare. The reality of what they were sold started kicking in and they saw the reality and they hated it. And, and particularly, they, they hated not only the actual results, um, but what it represented in, in terms of a government overreach, and also the amnesty and the open borders. And then when the Republican Party, with President Obama, did nothing to solve those issues for Americans, they got angry and they said, you know, why are we going to continue to vote for any uh, current elected official? So what I say to the people who are angry at Trump, and there's as many people in, who are Republicans who are really ticked off that we even have Trump in the race, let alone that that he's in in the lead right now. I say blame the Republican Party because they're the ones who misled you into thinking that they were actually going to solve these problems instead of Paul Ryan doing the and Boehner with their omnibus bills, funding everything that the President Obama wanted. I, one last question for you before you go. If you're just yeah. tuning in, by the way, this is the Andrea K Show, and I'm talking to Michael Wilson and having a lot of fun. Please, I hope you come back on the show because I, I, oh, I, definitely. I love where you're at. Um, the question was posed to all the, the Democrats in the first 90 days what they would do. Not one of them talked about radical Islam. 30, 28 people were killed at uh, Burkina Faso uh, over the weekend. And it wasn't by Buddhists. And it wasn't by Mormons. You know, yeah. I don't even have to tell you who, who did it. 28 people killed. And not, a, a, right. a, you know, now granted, I ended up turning on Real Housewives of Atlanta came on. So I had to go see what was up with Kenya. So I didn't see the rest of the debate. But did but, she, did any of them ever address this? Did it, They did not mention in the open that not one of them mentioned in the first 90 days that they would do anything to address the threat that we face. No. And and, and, the, and one of my concerns about um, labeling Islam is, it's, it's first of all, it's religion. And unfortunately, the way you know, all the geopolitics involved here in the Middle East, um, I have nothing against 
the Muslim world. I have nothing against Islams, um, you know, the Islamic people. But but the thing, the, my main concern is that it's ISIS who is using Islam as the tool. And so, you know, for, for again, I'm against banning uh, Muslims from the, entering the U.S. I think Trump was totally wrong. That's part of his fear mongering, playing on people's popular desires so he can, you know, get the vote that he wants. It's part of his scorched earth tactics. Um, and, you know, I think it's a bigger picture here. I mean, we're talking about the Middle East. We're talking about, you know, issues that were never resolved from the great wars. One war that's one and two back in, you know, in the 19th century, something that has been there since the Ottoman Empire existed. Mm -hmm. And I don't think that that the way our system is set up right now, we can we can address the problem. I think we I think we do need a coalition, you know, and personally, I hate to say it, Andrea, but I think we do need boots on the ground. Well, I, I know the well, Democrats, you know. Let me jump in here because I've got a couple minutes left and I want to address your points. First of all, I think that one of the biggest problems that we have is that we don't recognize Islam for what it is. And, and well, let me, it, before I even get into that, let me correct you. It wasn't ISIS who actually killed these 28 people. It was it was actually Al-Qaeda. And I, to me, they're all frats as a part of the overall Greek system. I don't care whether they're called Sigma Nu or Acacia, Al-Qaeda or ISIS. They're all part of the same um, fraternity, and that is radical Islam. And to me, what are they about? Why are they doing this? It's because they want to impose a political system. And I think that the first and foremost, the way we need to combat it is we need to call it for what it is. We, we are in a war with a political system that happens to have a religious component. And when we no longer allow them to hide behind the excuse that they're a religion and use our freedom of religion against us, then we can actually wage a, a, a war against them because they're in a war against us. Then we can actually start investigating mosques. We can go in and route them out because you look at San Bernardino, you look at you look at 9-11. The mosque here in San Diego on Balboa was directly tied, just like the San Bernardino mosque was tied to that that. Uh, terrorist attack the one here in san diego was tied to 9 11 you know you want to get to you want to really I can, that's where you go i can tell you it's a lot of the mosque are the ones who are helping the u.s government in terms of fleshing out lone wolf attacks here in the u.s and fleshing out you know radical terrorists and you know that may, well people, then we you know, we still need to be well we're not really doing an investigation but, but the, the reason I bring that up is because that is where you need the coalition to start at. You can't say ban. You can't say ban Muslims. I didn't and, say ban. Know, I, I said we know, need to I declare did. them a political system so that we remove the religious uh, protections from them because that is, Sharia is a political system. When okay, we have so, organizations so you, here like so, Care well, and Muslim Brotherhood, let me let me who, uh, and throw this back to you. When okay. they want to say they want to replace the Quran with the Constitution, it's a political system. Iran, their religion is not separate from their government, and that's what they want here. Right. But, you know, you're, you're, what you're doing is you're taking a group of hate mongers who've, who've used this religion as a tool, and then you're prosecuting the religion to people who aren't hate mongers. I mean, there's tons of Muslims out there. I mean, God forbid. Well, let's look at Christians. Christians and, you know, look how the Christianity is tied to the KKK. Oh, no. I mean, first of all, no. Know. First of all, I grew up in the South and in and, 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 uh, as a Christian down there, and we are not part of any KKK. You cannot draw a moral equivalent. There is no Christian right now that's going into hotels and taking out 28 people in the name. That ain't happening. So there's no moral equivalent here. I know that there but, are well-meaning. Well no, but you do have, but you, but, but, you know, Andrea, you do have a young kid who's taken out blacks in a church in South Carolina. 
you do have that. Well, so, we well I mean, that doesn't. I'm not, not, and I'm not, I'm not, one I'm kid, not, I'm one not, kid, and and he didn't necessarily he didn't do it. Did he go in and screaming that he was doing it in the name of Jesus Christ? No. And he, and what what was the left's response? Oh, now we got to ban Dukes of Hazard off the TV. I mean, come on, give me a better example than that, Michael. Four hundred and something Andrew, suicide I'm attempts. Not, it, the point what I'm saying is is this isn't. This has nothing to do with race, okay? We agree on that. The no, because is, because if, if, if because whether it's a religion or a political system, that's not a race. Right. I'm saying so. The, the issue here is not religion. It's not race. You're looking at a hate group here. You're looking at a terrorist group, and they're using using the tool of Islam to get their you know to try to create their state. And unfortunately, it's hurting everyone. It's hurting Americans. It's hurting Muslims. It's hurting Here, the rest of the world. Here's what's, I've, I've got to leave it there. I, I would love to have you on the entire hour. I wish I could, but I got an entertainment reporter <laughs> bumping up to calling about Benghazi, and I hadn't even had a chance to hit you with that one, brother. But let me just leave you, let me just leave you with this. Um, actually, I lost my train of thought. I don't even know, remember what you said. I'll come the, back on, Andy. Yeah, I'll, you got to come back so. on. Thank you so much, yeah. and you enjoy the, the, you. the rest of your night. Thank you. Have a great night. Okay, Michael Wilson, too. everybody. Thank you. All right. I lost my train of thought. Boy, I was enjoying that conversation with him. Hey, we are well past a break. Dijon over there has just like been waving at me like crazy. We're going to take a break. We come back. We are going to talk some Benghazi. 13 hours worth of Benghazi. Hey, this is the Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Want more Andrea Kay? Follow her on Twitter at Andrea Kay Show and like her Facebook page at Andrea Kay, spelled K-A-Y-E. Convenient homestyle recipes and unique menu favorites. Sombrero, your place for San Diego-style Mexican food. Roll tacos, California burritos, and don't forget your salsa. Sombrero Mexican food. We get it too. Do you struggle with the day-to-day management of your business? Proteus takes the pain out of the business process management by providing you a complete system for efficiency, automation, continuity. Proteus is business solution that wraps itself around your business and grows with you. Gone are the days of multiple programs and systems for sales, inventory, customer management, and financial reporting. Proteus serves your business every day, all day, and revolutionizes the way you do business. Visit us today to see how Proteus can assist you online at www.proteuserp.com or call today 877-749-3533. You're listening to The Andrea K Show on AM 1170, The Answer. Welcome back to the Andrea K Show. <laughs> I can't hear that song without giggling. Dijon, we got to pull up the old parody promo that we did using the song Poison. I completely forgot about you that. You forgot about that? I was laughing the whole time you played that song. Hey, thanks for staying with me tonight. What a great time I had talking to Michael Wilson and how lost that poor man is. Is he not on the left? But, I mean, the reality is ISIS, the threat that we face, that's the left for you. They think that the threat that we face is some gang of like 20 guys over, you know, in... Syria somewhere. They don't understand that it is a global movement, a complete caliphate organized to take us over from from within here in America and to do it in two ways. They want to do it at the sword 
or bomb or gun. And they also want to do it through creeping Sharia to use our laws against us to replace, ultimately to replace the Constitution with the Quran. It is a political system that we face. <clears throat> and the left always wants to scapegoat a couple of things. They want to say that if we point out the obvious as about Islam, that what was what was Loretta Lynch's initial reaction after San Bernardino to threaten people to not say anything hateful or say anything critical of Islam after Benghazi? What was it that Obama initially did? He went to the UN and said the future does not belong to those who would slander the prophet, and they scapegoated the video maker and they scapegoated the First uh, Amendment free speech. So. I went to see 13 Hours uh, this weekend, and, oh, y'all know what that music means. That means we got Miss Della B on the line, and I think she might have gone to see 13 Hours this weekend herself. Hey, baby. Hey, baby. Now, um, I was about to launch my tirade. I, many things make me angry in terms of politics, but usually I'm one of these people I get fired up or whatever. I'm, I'm typically, it's like my friend Val Gal says, I make my own happiness. I'm typically a happy person. I can get like outraged in the moment and then I go eat a donut or whatever and I go and I laugh and I have fun. I have stayed in a state of anger mm-hmm. since I saw that movie mm-hmm. that few stories have left me feeling. Yep. But I, okay, I, I have not spoken to you since you went to see the movie. I want your just complete unfiltered response and review? Uh, My unfiltered response is that I'm going to probably have to go to the dentist because I've been grinding my teeth since four o'clock yesterday afternoon when I watched this movie. Mm -hmm. Um, I I, I have a lot to say about it. Um, I am not, I'm, I'm so pro military. This movie really um, got to me. Um, 13 Hours, The Secret Soldiers of Benghazi. I don't, I really, to be honest, did not know anything about these these men. I didn't really know anything other than an ambassador was killed in Libya, and Hillary said, what difference does it make? And, you know, I just know that some dead Americans in a bad place somewhere else. That's That was the extent of it. I did not get into it. Um, this movie, um, directed by Michael Bay, um, we've all seen, you know, Transformers and other things that he does. I talked to somebody that's worked with him today, um, didn't work with him today, but I talked to them today. They've been on several projects with Michael Bay. Michael Bay is very pro-military. He doesn't talk about his politics. He didn't make a political movie, according to Michael Bay. He did want this movie out before the before the primary so he did mm-hmm. work to get this movie out um, Michael Bay loves the military he hires a lot of ex-military for his movies as in, to play in it for extras and to be security whatever um, these men I did not know that went in to try to um, get um, to save a- Ambassador Stevens when he his compound was under attack. I didn't know anything about them. They are great Americans. They're great men. And I will never forget Jack and Rome and Teague and Oz and Tonto and Boone and what they did mm-hmm. going in when they were told, and I believe they were told to stand down. They were. I yeah. They were told to stand down. I was just looking at um, Bob was the name of the the annex CIA chief. Um, they never told us his last name. He's he he's quoted as saying there never was a stand down order. At no time did I ever second guess that the team would depart. But you know what he doesn't say. And I would want the judge 
to direct the Bob to answer, he never says, I didn't say it. Mm-hmm. He just said there wasn't an order. Well, let me let me put it to you this way. When you and and first of all, I think Michael Bay did a brilliant job of some people said, oh, I wish he had gone farther. I'm glad he didn't. No. Because one of the reasons why this movie was so incredibly powerful to me mm-hmm. was because he didn't. Because right. he let these facts on the ground speak for themselves. You didn't have to hate Hillary polit- for political reasons no. to get, you didn't have to know anything about the story. You did not need him to push agenda. You right. only needed one image of fighter planes that were 20 minutes away sitting there it's all you needed Let's just to know the out. truth. Yeah. And let me tell you, even if no stand down order was given, exactly. the fact that no help arrived said Absolutely. everything. And on top of it, not only did no help ever arrive, they, they had to take a foreign plane to get home when the thing was finally over. And Hillary Clinton, for her to say, oh, I'm t- I haven't seen it because I'm too busy. You know, I, every time I see her now, mm-hmm. that's all I can think. Blood on her hands. Blood on her hands. And I tell you something else. I mean, one thing that people need to, even if there wasn't a stand down order given. Absolutely. Forget. Outrageous. The whole thing was outrageous. The fact that they used these, these, the Martyrs Brigade, the 17th February Martyrs Brigade as security. Are you kidding me? The Mm -hmm. fact, the the, the fact that they had, uh, so no military, these guys were contractors. These were former military guys that were and contractors. In fact, they did not have to go to the annex. They no. did not have to do that. They did this on their own because somebody, an American, needed them. And it, the, the, the claim is the 20, 20 minutes. But you know what? 20 minutes would have made a big difference in the life of Christopher it, Stevens. And you know well, what? I or, really or, appreciate- or the other two. Or the other two. Or the, the other Because two. the planes were, 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 would have come and helped them after they had gone to try to retrieve Stevens because what happened was, for anybody who, who still is under the false notion, Obama's talking about peddling fiction the other night at the State of the Union. Fiction, this went on for 13 hours and we've got yep. military all over Europe. Fiction is to believe that they couldn't go get the, to these people in time. Um, on, on top of it... Um, you know, had they been told to go initially, Stevens would be alive today. These, this was not about a video. This went on at for 13 hours. They came and attacked. Then they regrouped. They did, they did what nation states do when they're waging war. Then they pull back from battle and then, then they try to reassess the situation and they kept coming in waves. This was a completely coordinated attack that was absolutely telegraphed before September. And uh, let me tell you something. What you have to remember when you're watching that movie is that those people were sitting in the Pentagon and in a situation room and they could see mm-hmm. what was going on and did not even communicate it. They kept asking, are there friendlies? Are they? And the CIA chief in, in uh, Benghazi is telling them, I don't know of any friendlies. And, and it's in these, these our, are- our United States government, the commander in chief and the secretary of state all knew for 13 hours these people were under attack. It was watched and they did nothing. They did it because they wanted to protect themselves. They and, and another thing that was they wanted to protect their political backsides. And it was very subtly done. But Michael Bay got it out there in the movie that while they were still under attack, the United States media was already pushing the video. 
Absolutely. And you know, here, here's what I appreciate about they, what, let me, I want to get, finish my point. They were already pushing a video when they should have been rescuing our people. Absolutely. They were dedicating time and money and resources to push a video instead of saving our people. And they just crossed their fingers and said, however many more died was, was acceptable collateral damage because that's the mindset of the left when it comes in general against the warrant against radical Islam, that they're willing to allow for a certain number of deaths because of their own political agenda. And that's what happened here. And what we have is we have the CIA and our government, including our Congress, calling these men, these brave Americans that ended up, two of them ended up dying, liars. Yes. They're being attacked, just like Hillary, just like Hillary attacks every woman who comes out and speaks the truth about Bill and, and rape allegations and assault, sexual assault allegations. That's what they do. They attack the victims. Yep. Michael Day did not, Bay did not exploit Christopher Stevens, and he did not exploit Hillary Clinton and Obama to make this movie. No, but I got to tell you, there was a part of me, and I kind of felt guilty about it while I watched it. There was a part of me when I'm seeing Christopher Stevens in the movie so idealistic and so naive. Um, they're not going to attack me or attack us or whatever because we rescued this country or whatever. The, uh, you know, he is a victim here. He he, a he he's a victim. He was left to die by a government that sent him over there. But but the idealism, it is time for the idealism of the liberals. And I just had one on the show. They've got to start facing our entire future is at stake here as a nation. And we cannot continue to have politicians or any elected officials with naivete as to the threat that we face. Final thoughts before we have to go, Della. Go see the movie if you haven't seen it and take people with you. And go and vote. Yes. All right, Della. Thank you so much. Appreciate the time. Love you, Della. All right, babies. Maybe next time we'll have a little bit more fun. We'll talk about something more positive. All right. All right. We're going to take a break. When we come back, it's the final segment of the Andrea K Show. Be sure to follow Andrea K on Twitter at Andrea K Show and follow her on Facebook and like her fan page at Andrea K, spelled K A Y E. Want to start living better, longer? La Vida Compounding Pharmacy can help. Proudly improving the lives of over 10,000 patients, preparing personalized medications with the highest care, quality, and safety. Voted Union Tribune's Best Local Pharmacy, LaVita specializes in bioidentical hormones, prescription skin care, transdermal pain creams, and more. Let us help you find the path to living better, longer. Visit us at LaVitaRx.com or call 866-507-1990. I'm Nicole Donnelly, and for over 20 years, I've owned and managed Miramar Kitchen and Bath with one goal in mind, to offer great service and great value. Just listen to what our customers are saying. Service was excellent. Easy process, start to finish. We are really happy with our new bathroom. We've already talked to them about redoing our kitchen. They have our complete trust. Call Miramar Kitchen and Bath, 858-271-8434, or visit my showroom, just one half block off Miramar Road on Commerce Avenue. Contractors license 657 you're listening to the Andrea K show on AM 1170 the answer yes me again welcome back to the Andrea K show 
Glad to have y'all here with me. I'm enjoying myself tonight. Even though prior to the break we were talking about the movie, Delaby and I were 13 hours, absolutely a must-see. Hillary Clinton, when confronted about it in an interview, said, oh, that's a dramatization. Of course it was a dramatization. That doesn't mean it wasn't real. It doesn't mean that's not what happened. In fact, that's why it's so powerful. I wish this movie had come out before because, you know what, Americans? You know, why did it take a movie for, for so many people to really get what happened? And I don't mean to indict any Americans, but... I'm equally angry today at Trey Gowdy because the Republican Party has given her a pass on this. She's saying, oh, I testified for 11 hours. Really? That's two hours less than the hell that these brave Americans went through Hillary Clinton. Don't you dare complain about sitting through 11 hours in which you lied and screamed and yelled and did everything except being held accountable for your crimes. Della's right. Those brave Americans. Yeah, uh, Bergdahl's family, there was a rose garden ceremony where the dads brought out in a beard, trotting, you know, speaking Arabic, full rose garden ceremony to bring back that deserter in which Taliban terrorists who've reengaged on the battlefield uh, were traded for him. But these heroes from Benghazi, they got their uh, some kind of ceremony or whatever for their bravery in private. They didn't get the rose garden ceremony. Now, the, the Obama administration, including Hillary Clinton, they did what they always do. They attacked the victims. In fact, Linda Tripp did an interview with Aaron Klein. Aaron Klein, actually, and his brother did a great book on Benghazi, by the way. I had them on the show a couple of years ago, and that book came out. Um, but Linda Tripp, y'all remember her from the old Monica Lewinsky days? She says that uh, her blood's boiling. She says that just that she cringes at the sight of Clinton presenting herself as a champion of women's rights worldwide in a global fashion. And yet all of the women she has destroyed over the years to ensure her political viability continues is sickening to me. She says she says that Bill Clinton has had th- affairs with thousands of women. These people must be stopped. But as I told Michael Wilson earlier, Bernie Sanders is not the solution. Um, Trump and Cruz are at the top. Things are getting nasty with them. As I said at the top of the show, I'm really, we need a restoration of American values. We need no further divisiveness. Both these guys need to knock it off. Trump needs, he's now Trump's calling Cruz a nasty guy. Um, uh, Poll results after the, the, Last debate, by the way, still had Trump at 32% and Cruz at 18. This was actually a poll of South Carolinian uh, Republican presidential primaries. So Cruz did hurt himself with the remarks about New Yorkers. He's also hurt himself with the the failure to disclose properly different things involving money. Trump's attacking him. Now there's reports coming out about or a report that Trump's um, Glenn Beck basically put out a tweet about Donald Trump. Why do you keep saying things like you didn't vote for Barack Obama, just admit it, real Donald Trump, and then he puts out a tweet that was a false tweet. Trump never did tweet out, I always vote for the winners. Congratulations to my friend Barack Obama. Uh, big splash that Beck did this. Of course, then Beck apologized after it came out to be untrue. Uh, Beck did an apology that was kind of quietly, kind of like when a, when a newspaper slanders somebody and then prints a retraction on the back page. Why is this important? Well, because... I guess um, some people are saying that this is tied to Ted Cruz, that his Keep the Promise Super PAC is run by a guy named David Barton, and David Barton is the co-chair of Beck's Mercury One Charity. These two guys are at the top of the pack. 
And Bush, I don't think Bush is launching any comeback with any, you know, endorsement from Gramnesty. And I don't think Rubio is going to get in the lead. These are our two front runners. They need to not damage the brand. They need to stop attacking each other and start focusing on American values and what made this country great. Because what's at stake for us is either Hillary Clinton or Bernie Sanders. And in fact, new poll numbers came out. Kind of some more good news, bad news for Trump. Uh, Trump, I guess, with what's it has 27.3% support with what is called a lost voter. These are people that stopped voting because they were so disenchanted with the elect, the you know election system and politics in general. 27.3%. He has the capacity to reach Democrats, to reach lost people, and bring people in and be inclusive. He's got to stop dividing because he's also pushing away a whole lot of people. And he's actually... Um, Sanders is polling ahead of Trump, and we cannot risk getting Bernie Sanders in, in, into office. Not at all. On tomorrow's Andrea K. Show, we're going to be talking a little bit about a lot of uh, economics came out in last week's Republican debate as well, the, De- the Democrat debate. So we're going to be getting into some economics on tomorrow's Andrea K. Show, like Obamacare, the reality of, of Obamacare, like the truth about the unemployment numbers. Some of the... Some of the information that like Walmart closing so many stores. So we've got to talk about the two issues here as Republicans in a way that brings us together. That's the the reality that we face with the threat of Islam, as well as the economics that we face. Michael Wilson said earlier on the show that Trump's demagoguing, the Republicans are demagoguing. No, demagoguing is Hillary Clinton telling, uh, you know, on, on the eve of Martin Luther King's birthday and holiday that there's white terrorism. This is a woman who won't refer to radical Islamists or even anybody, who, the Islamists who, who took out lives in San Bernardino. No, she won't refer to that as terrorism, but she would call white America terrorist. That's, that's demagoguing. Then she says she's going to be the she's going to be the candidate that can bring us all together. Oh, we got a lot at stake. Oh, speaking of at stake, I've only got a minute or so left. Got to get in a little bit of the NFL. I don't know if y'all watched the the divisional rounds this weekend. Some really exciting games that happened. I mean, really, from the Steelers game that was incredibly exciting. Um, what jumped out at you, D- Dijon? Uh, well, the Seahawks. I actually expected the Seahawks to win, and I'm sure there are plenty of Seahawks uh, or Panthers bandwagon fans now. Yeah, well, I, did, I, I really didn't think that the Seahawks, I really saw this as Carolina's year. So I, I was actually surprised that they came back. They're incredible. Uh, as, as, as they are incredible this year. And then um, the Broncos, of course, they won. I was surprised that they started Manning, considering Brock Osweiler has been doing so well for them right. lately. Yeah. The Brock but, Lobster. Right, but even Hurt, Manning is still Manning. Well, I mean, you know, he's... and that was an exciting game. And I tell you what, with the other most exciting game for me was Green Bay. So, who do we have next week playing in the divisional rounds? The uh, the no, the championship rounds. Who do we have in the NFC? We have Carolina playing uh, Arizona. I believe so. Yes, yes we have and Carolina playing Arizona, and we have the Patriots. And are they playing in Denver or in New England? That's a good question. I think they're playing in Denver. I think Denver. That's going to be Denver. an interesting game. So that's the one to watch next week. Oh, oh they're going to lose. Broncos are going down. Oh, it's all about the Pats. Oh, said the, said the Pats. See, Super Peyton fan. Manning is going the way of Brett Favre. He's old. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, he is. But you know what? Brainy ain't exactly 21 anymore, brother. Still gorgeous, though. Well, yeah, he, he's not that particularly difficult to look at. Hey, thanks for being with me tonight. This is the Andrea K. Show. Follow me on Twitter at Andrea K. Show. 
Go to my website, andreakshow.com. Friend me on Facebook and join me every Monday and Tuesday night right here, 8 p.m. Pacific time on AM 1170 KCBQ. Thank you, Dijon. Thank you, Della B. And thank you, Michael Wilson. Have a great night, everybody. Clap now if you know what happiness is to you.